joining us online or by phone. We're so glad that you are, are here with us today. Just a, a few announcements before we begin. Um, first of all, during the service today, we're going to be uh, sending Reverend Kristen Rice with our uh, love, blessing, and prayers as she takes on a new call as the campus pastor for the Lutheran ministry at Purdue University. So uh, we're, we're uh, it's not on? Can you hear me now? It's better? Almost? I'll talk a little louder. <clears throat> so we'll be sending Kristen at the, at the end of the, at the service, and there is cake, I believe, downstairs. So if you would uh, like to join us for cake downstairs, uh, we invite you to do so. Also, after worship today, uh, Trinity member Paul Erickson will be uh, giving us a lesson in how to make Ukrainian dumplings. We've been doing this, uh, this series that we've been calling the Cross-Cultural Carb Series, so we learned how to make lefse and tamales, and now today we're learning uh, Ukrainian dumplings. So if you are interested in uh, trying your hand at that or, or uh, tasting them, please join us downstairs for that as well. For those of you who uh, purchased poinsettia plants, if, if you haven't taken one home yet, please uh, grab one uh, and take them with you um, today. And then just to be uh, on the lookout for uh, our annual meeting at the end of this month, January 29th. Are there any other announcements we should make today? If not, we'll begin the service uh, with our prelude music. stand as you are able and face the baptismal font. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who makes all things new, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Trusting in God's mercy, let us confess our sin.
Holy One, source of our renewal, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We have not practiced your righteousness. Our hearts have turned away from you. For the sake of the world you so love, forgive us that we may be reconciled to one another for the glory of your holy name. Amen. Thus says our God, the former things have come to pass and new things I now declare. God's mercy makes us new. We are forgiven in the name of Christ our Savior. Amen. Jesus came to Jordan to be baptized by John. He did not come for pardon, but as the sinless one. He came to share repentance with all who mourn their sins, to speak the vital sentence good news begins. He came to share temptation, our utmost woe and loss, for us and our salvation to die upon the cross. Come give our lives direction, the gift we share the resurrection that leads to Pentecost. Come Holy Spirit, aid us to keep the vows we make. This very grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. God of this waterful world, in the beginning you were with the water and the water was with you. You separated waters to make our world and all living things within it. And when Jesus came up from the Jordan, your heavens opened and these waters reconnected through him. God, make us faithful stewards and protectors of your waters, our fellow neighbors and our siblings. Amen. Please be seated.
first reading is from the book of Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands wait for his teaching. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Word of God, word of life. the wilderness, the 
The second reading is from the book of Acts. Peter began to speak to Cornelius in his household. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did in both Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. When Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Please be seated. Beloved children of God, grace and peace be with you today. Amen. The theologian Andy Root shares a story in one of his recent books that's really stuck with me, and I wanted to share it with you today. The story goes, a preacher knew a man who was born in a small Midwestern town around the turn of the 20th century. The man's birth was a difficult one, and he was left with many marks and uh, seeming deformities from it. His parents were so horrified by his appearance, they all but abandoned him, refusing to nurse or show love in other ways. But since this baby was still their responsibility, they hired a young immigrant girl to care for him. This immigrant girl, a teenager, who was basically still a child herself, raised the baby for the first five years of his life. But in contrast to his family, the girl showed him love, showered him with love, looking into his eyes, 
touching him with tenderness and whispering to him that she saw him, that he was beautiful, and that she loved what others thought was broken about him. And the girl sang to him. Every day she would sing the same refrain. But the time being what it was, in the early 20th century, there was a rise in institutions and asylums for children like this one. And so when the opportunity came, the boy's family sent him off to one of these institutions. So when the boy was five, the girl who had cared for him his whole life gave him one more long hug and sang the refrain to him one more time. The girl grieved as if she had lost her own child. But the boy grew up. He suffered through the rest of his childhood in that institution. And eventually he would remember very little about those very, very early years of his life, what it was like. But even when he forgot the rest, he held in his memory the name of the girl who had cared for him. When the boy turned 18, he was finally free to leave the asylum, and he was determined to take matters into his own hands by any means necessary. So he checked himself out, and on a particularly dark night, he climbed to the tallest hill he could find. He shouted like Job into the darkness, Why, God, why have you hated me so much? Never have you cared. I'll do you a favor and end my own misery. But just in that moment, he was stopped. He was interrupted by a song, by singing. Someone was behind him. He stood to find out who it was, a voice so clear and so near to him. The voice sang, God's mercy is wide, God's love is deep, and you, dear child, are loved. Wiping the tears from his face, he searched for the voice again, but saw no one. And yet he heard it again. God's mercy is wide, God's love is deep, and you, dear child, are loved. The boy couldn't make sense of it, but he walked down the mountain with the sense that God had seen him and that God had spoken. This experience would transform his life and led the boy into a call to be a pastor, where for the next 50 years he would minister to countless people as they listened for God too. But even in his 70s, he couldn't make sense of that experience on the hill when he was 18, of the singing voice from seemingly nowhere that had saved his life. But in his retirement, he learned that the young girl who had been his only experience of love as a child was still alive. He had never been able to reconnect with her and remembered little besides her name. So his wife contacted the woman who was now in her late 80s and invited her to visit. The man was nervous since he remembered so little, but when he saw her face, he was taken back to those early years to the warmth and love on her face that looked at him. As they sat together, the man and this now elderly woman, they sat together and they reminisced and she held his hand and told him that she had never felt more important, more called into something beyond herself than to, care to, than to have cared for him as a baby. The man felt those years of torture and hardship being cleansed in a way, being washed away by the confession of her love for him. And then still holding his hand, with the other hand, she took his elbow and said, Do you remember what I used to sing to you? She asked. The man shook his head. But quietly, with her beautiful, aged voice, she sang, God's mercy is wide, God's love is deep, and you, dear child, are loved. A shiver went through him as his mind raced back to that hilltop when he was 18. It was her song that had come to him then as clear and audible as if she had been standing there singing to him. He had asked God why he was unlo unloved, and God responded. Through her song, God had spoken in a way that moved him from death to new life. God's mercy is wide, God's love is deep, and you, dear child, are loved. I hear echoes of Jesus' baptism in this story. In Matthew's version of the story, which we read today, a voice from heaven speaks. This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. God's mercy is wide. God's love is deep. And you, dear child, are loved. 
We're jumping way ahead in the story here of Jesus between Christmas and now. Almost 30 years have passed. But John is in the wilderness preparing the way for the Lord, and people are coming to him to be baptized in the Jordan. And in today's lesson, Jesus comes to him to be baptized. And even though John protests, he eventually decides to do it. And when Jesus comes up from the water, the heavens are open to him, and the Spirit of God descends like a dove. And that's when he hears the voice. This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus actually hears this voice twice in his life, in his ministry. The first time is in his baptism, and the second time is on the mountaintop on the Transfiguration. And these two events will bookend our season of Epiphany, with today being the baptism of our Lord and Transfiguration Sunday being just before Lent. On both occasions, a voice from heaven says, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. It strikes me that this voice comes to Jesus at two crucial moments in his ministry. His baptism comes right before his temptation in the wilderness by the devil. I wondered if that voice echoed in his ear as the devil tried to test him. When the devil said, If you are the Son of God, perhaps Jesus returned to that voice from heaven. The one that said, this is my son. The second moment is like it. The mountain of the transfiguration takes place near the end of Jesus' life as he journeys towards the cross. I wonder if in those final, lonely, scary, painful moments during his execution, if he recalled that loving voice from heaven again, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. In the trials and temptations and sufferings of Christ's life, the voice and love of his heavenly parent reverberated. In so many ways, all of our texts today are about uh, the transforming power of God's love and voice as they echo in our lives. In Psalm 29, we hear that the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars, it flashes like lightnings, it shakes the wilderness, it troubles the waters. In Isaiah 42, God declares new, reali new realities, and as God speaks, just as in the creation story, things happen. And in Acts, God's powerful voice breaks down divisions between insider and outsider. And in Matthew, the heavens open and a voice speaks from heaven. We have such, we've come to have such low expectations for God speaking in our lives, but we have a God who speaks a God who declares new realities, a God who declares you a beloved child and makes it so. Maybe it doesn't always come as an audible, uh, miraculous voice that comes to us, but maybe it comes through the, through the voice of someone who sang to us, someone who loved us and cared for us, who said, you, dear child, are loved. This is the voice that created the beginning. It's the voice that called the slaves out of Egypt into freedom. It's the voice that spoke through the prophets, the voice that spoke from the heavens at Jesus' baptism. It's the voice that speaks to us at the communion table, saying, this is my body given for you. It's the voice that speaks at the, baptism, at the baptismal font that says, you are my beloved child. It's the voice that speaks in the words of Scripture that says, nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God speaks to us, and like that man in that story, like Jesus in his life, it echoes through our lives. Because the miraculous thing about the baptism of our Lord is that God, so in Jesus, so identifies with us that we are allowed to stand next to Jesus and hear that voice speak to us. That Jesus says, come alongside me, my sibling, my brother, my sister. Come and stand alongside me and hear the voice of the Lord say to you, you are my beloved child, with you I am well pleased. And so even if you can't say that you've ever heard the audible voice of the Lord speak to you. I hope you will hear this voice echo in your life today and every day. God's mercy is wide. God's love is deep. And you, dear child, are loved. Amen.
God's gonna trouble the water. See that host all dressed in white. Gonna trouble the water. The leader looks like the Israelite. gonna trouble the water see that band all dressed in red looks like the band that Moses led gonna trouble the water look over yonder what do I see gonna the Holy Ghost are coming on me Calling God, you speak with power to your church. Open our hearts and minds to the new things you are declaring. Strengthen bishops, pastors, deacons, lay leaders, and teachers of the faith. Equip the baptized for your reconciling and redeeming work. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Renewing God, you provide the waters of the earth, and in Jesus' baptism, you reveal the waters of life. Cleanse and protect oceans, rivers and watersheds, especially the Yahara River. Bring relief to parched lands and to communities without access to safe water. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Righteous God, you never weary of establishing justice. Increase cooperation and constructive dialogue between nations. Guide local, national, and international authorities to govern with equity, vision, and integrity. We pray for those in military service, for peacemakers, and for our enemies. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Abiding God, your mercy is steadfast. Give sanctuary to people who flee from oppression, war, poverty, and famine. Sustain healthcare workers, caregivers, first responders, counselors, and all who help and heal. Comfort those who are grieving or experiencing a crisis, especially Chuck, Roe, Joanne, Sharon, Jim, and those we pray for now aloud or in our hearts. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. Blessing God, 
In Christ, you gather the beloved community. Kindle the gifts of your spirit in your people. Accompany the newly baptized, those recently ordained, and any beginning a new ministry. Inspire the synodical leaders and congregational councils to serve with imagination and wisdom. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Promising God, your faithfulness endures throughout all generations. We give thanks to those who have died in Christ, trusting that we will be united with them and all the saints in Christ's resurrection life. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We lift up special prayers today, God, for Scott and Julie Chrysler, the loss of their son, Alex. We pray as well for the family of Joyce Stitch at the passing of their daughter, Therese Stitch Olson. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We bring to you our needs and hopes, O God, trusting your wisdom and power revealed in Christ crucified. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace for those around you. Peace with you, Roberta. to pray, studying about that good 
Please stand as you are able. Let us pray. Liberating God, you break the bonds of injustice and let the oppressed go free. Receive these offerings in thanksgiving for all your works of merciful power and shape us as people of your justice and freedom. You we magnify and adore through Jesus our Savior. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all nations, in the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son. And in the miracle of water turned to wine, he revealed your glory. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed are you, O holy God, you are the life and light of all. By your powerful word, you created all things. Through the prophets, you called your people to be a light to the nations. Blessed are you for Jesus, your son. He is your light shining in our darkness and revealing to us your mercy and might. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave for all to drink, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his preaching and healing, his dying and rising, and his promise to come again, we await that day when all the universe will rejoice in your holy and life-giving light. By your spirit, bless us and this meal, that refreshed with this heavenly food, we may be light for the world, revealing the brilliance of your Son. Through him, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, and with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. We pray together as Jesus taught his friends to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated while we share some instructions for communion. Communion today will go to the side aisles and come forward. We're at the front of the side aisles. There are these two uh, small tables where you'll pick up an empty cup. You'll bring the empty cup with you to the railing where it will be filled with wine and where you will receive bread. If you need or desire gluten-free or Grape juice, those are also at these two side tables. Just grab those elements as you come forward and bring them to the railing. 
After you've communed at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle and place your empty cup in this bowl by the center aisle. We want all friends, guests, and visitors to know that you are all very welcome to commune with us today because this is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table, and the invitation comes from Christ. And we extend our, our table, our fellowship and communion to those who are joining us online uh, by phone. We are very glad that you are with us and to be united with you today in the one body of Christ. Receive this invitation to communion. Come and taste the joy of God.
please stand as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen, keep, and unite us now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Holy One, we thank you for the healing that springs forth abundantly from this table. Renew our strength to do justice, love kindness, and journey humbly with you. Amen. I'm going on a journey, and I'm starting today. My head is wet, and I'm on my way. Christ's mark is on me. It's on you, too. It says he loves me. And he loves you too. I'm becoming the saved, a saint of God. It really doesn't matter what roads I trod, wherever I go, God's been there too. God's love has touched me and will carry me through. There are other saints who have said amen. They'll keep me faithful to my journey's end. All along the way, I want to be the kind of person that God set free. Yeah. I invite Pastor Kristen Rice to come back to the baptismal font as we uh, send her today. It's an occasion of both um, mix of joy for you and sadness for us. Uh, um, I feel like Kristen knows what I'm going to say it by this point, but I was taught by a mentor of mine that she would say, sometimes, Andy, Jesus just sends you, sends you someone. I've always felt that way about Kristen. Uh, she uh, came to our community and uh, has blessed us in so many ways through music, through preaching, uh, being our RIC speaker, uh, just your presence. Um, so we're, we're so grateful uh, for you. Friends in Christ, today we give thanks to God and seek God's blessing as we send Kristen to begin her calling in campus ministry at Purdue University. We give thanks to God for her and surround her with our prayers during this time of transition. Is there anything you'd like to add about what's coming next, or you don't have to? <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> um, I will just say that the feeling is mutual. Yeah. You have all been very big blessing for me, even though we haven't been able to be together too often as I joined in January of 2020. <laughs> um, but I, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been on a journey, friends, and uh, we continue to do so. Um, and I also am just reminded also of kind of bookends. The very first time I came to Trinity to supply for Pastor Andy <laughs> was a global Sunday. Yeah. And so I love that we're heading out on a global Sunday. And Continue being the wonderful witness of God in this place and in this time, and we will meet again at some point, and I will continue to hold you in my prayers, and I am just so grateful for all of you, and you come with me, and you always have a place to visit, because I know nobody goes to Indiana on purpose, 
but on the way through, you have a place. So thank you for being a little microcosm of a family for the last few years, and God bless you all. Yeah. We have a, a prayer shawl for you. And I won't make you hold this right now, but we're also, we're also sending you with a copy of All, uh, All Creation Sings. I'm not sure if you have this, but, and not that you need one more book to pack when you're moving, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, speaking of blessing, I meant to mention as well that uh, we will miss seeing Blessing at our pet festival. Uh, blessing is the name of Pastor Kristen's uh, delightful dog. And uh, so please pass our blessing and sending on to Blessing as well. So. <laughs> A reading from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. In holy baptism, our Lord Jesus Christ received you, Kristen, and made all of us members of his church. When you came to this congregation, we rejoice to welcome you into the mission that we share as the people of God. In this community, you've come to know and to share in God's loving purpose for you and for all creation. God has blessed you in this community, and God has blessed us through you. We rejoice that we have been a part of your journey and celebrate the ways God will continue to use your gifts. I invite you all to maybe extend a hand or place a hand on someone's shoulder just to kind of create a network of blessing. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the work and witness of your servant, Kristen, who has enriched Trinity Lutheran Church and shared her gifts with all of us. Now bless and preserve her at this time of transition. Day by day, guide her and give her what is needed. Give her friends to cheer her on her way and a clear vision of that to which you are call now calling her. We pray especially for Kristen's new calling among the students at Purdue. By your Holy Spirit, be present in Kristen's pilgrimage, that she may travel with the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's thank Chris one more time with a round of applause. <laughs> one more reminder that you're welcome to join us downstairs uh, for some cake and fellowship if you'd like to offer a personal uh, greeting and blessing to, to Pastor Kristen. Also, I want to remind you one more time that we're, we're learning how to make Ukrainian dumplings. I, I, how, how do you say it? Uh, <laughs> I might have you. Per, uh, per, penne? No, sorry, I'm not going to get it. So it's P Y R O H Y. Okay. Pierroi? All right. I'll practice that, I'll practice that downstairs. Then <laughs> so I'll, I'll learn how to say that yet. Um, but yeah, please join us downstairs for all of that fun stuff that's going on today. Receive this blessing. The God who faithfully brings forth justice and breaks the oppressor's rod, bless, strengthen, and uphold you today and always. Amen. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is to proclaim and celebrate the love of Jesus Christ, to live as God's servants in the world, and to be a caring and healing community. Go in peace. Follow the way of Jesus. Thanks be to God.